Hello and welcome to the Zero Plane. I am Bowen North, your GM. And this episode is extra. It's not bonus, it's not an episode, it's just a nice extra little thing. Uh, this is just a recording of uh, everyone leveling up to level 5. I forgot to mention in the previous episode that they leveled on the recording. We had stopped and then I said, oh hey, you guys leveled up. Oh, it's not recorded. And we all pressed on and life happened, so now I'm recording this. So, without further interruption... So I I, go, I went ahead and bumped you up to five. You have skill points, but you get to choose four ability scores. Strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Yeah. So anything 16 and below, when you choose one of the four... Anything that has mm. 16 or, or below, you can add two to it. Anything that is eight or 16 and above, you add one to. Okay. So like so, right now I've got strength at 16. I can only add one into that. You can add two because it is 16 or below oh, is two. Okay. So that's all of them for me. Yep. So choose four of those six options. Yeah. When we were chatting the other day, did you mention charisma was something yes. I might want to think about? Charisma is how your magic works instead of wisdom. So you're okay. like supernova and you know how I have you roll DCs like roll a will save. That's yes. how you yeah. up your ability to have your stuff work. Okay. Uh, like gravity hold, actually. It's a DC yeah. 13. So if I put one into charisma, I actually put two into charisma. Yep, it'll go from 12 to 14. So it looks like you want to do strength and charisma. Is that correct? I'll do a strength. I'll do a charisma. Keep my strength up. That'd be 18. Kind of want to put a little bit. So with with building stuff out of UPBs, does that require intelligence? No. It will be if you want to make a gun, you need to put ranks into engineering. Mm, okay. Wisdom is my weak point right now. Yeah. Now, wisdom is how you resist magic. Mm -hmm. You're still pretty good with that plus four because Solarians are they're decent at resisting magic just naturally. Yeah. So what kind of feat would you like? So, hang on, you did strength, and you did charisma, you did intelligence, and you did constitution. I see it there. Yeah. Yeah, now you have 54 stamina points. Whoa, nice. You're a bit of a beast. Yeah, that will help. And like your character, it's not about n not taking damage. Your character's turning into you do take the damage, but you, because of your constitution. Yeah. Also, if you have any implants, like the breath attack that Andrew got, constitution mm. raises the DC to have it do good. Ooh. So that's how implants do better. Gotcha. So now you can play around um, with your ranks. I recommend engineering at the very least so you can make some sort of gun. Yes. How is there a cap to how many I can put into one level at a time? Like right yes. now? Yes. You can only have as many ranks as your level. As my level. Okay. What else? So we did that. Oh, a feat. So now the feat. What kind of thing do you want Elgar to do? I mean, in general, so like with a little bit of Elgar's backstory, he's a tinker. He likes to kind of like create or make things like scientifically, like scientific stuff, like a telescope or a microscope, stuff like that. So just kind of thinking about it, like 
just leaning into that with the engineering a little bit more and just being able to craft things that maybe like so there is a master crafter feat a prerequisite you actually can do if you put five ranks in engineering or computers or life science or mysticism or physical science um mm. yeah craft choose one skill happen. choose one skill you craft items in which you have required number of ranks which would be five ranks when you craft um items using that skill it takes half the normal time you can craft at a crafting bench uh or with crafting tools in two hours if you use a crafting table say on a starship yeah it takes one hour okay and the other guys aren't gonna be that fast so you could be you could end up being the master crafter kind of like the sound of that because it definitely goes in line with kind of his background and all right i'll go ahead and throw it in there and if you want to change it great if not it's already done yeah that sounds cool i'm imagining as we as we potentially go into outer space or get a ship or start to explore more, there may oh, yes. be some periods of time where it's going to be like, ooh, I could make something here that's going to be handy for this excursion. Or it's like maybe there will be the time to kind of plan a little bit out before we jump into the crazy. I mean, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, yeah. Um, so now we've leveled you up and we know what you're getting. Kind of describe Elgar in as simple terms as you can of, kind of like where he is as a character now compared to when he first started way back in outpost 87 okay so yeah as a as a as a character elgar is definitely in his nascent phase of solarian abilities figuring it out he's kind of going on his own research he hasn't really figured made any other solarian connections yet to like help guide him so it's mostly been just sort of like self-figuring it out and pretending like he knows what he's doing. But ultimately, he's kind of settled on this idea of of he does have some raw power and energy he can tap into to be that tank, to be that like that battle guy who's who's rushing into the fray to take the hits and do some damage. And he's kind of felt that role solidifying for the team, which he's... <laughs> happy about he's happy about his comrades too they've definitely saved his butt and helped him through and i feel like we haven't really had had many moments of acknowledging just like holy shit like this is what we've been through but you've had one brief moment yeah he's definitely feeling that just like the value of these people who he's just happened upon and that's not something he maybe outwardly expresses all the time but he values that just like that camaraderie so yeah he's kind of like I feel like as we enter this new phase, like kind of like a giant breath of fresh air to be like, whoa, what did we just go through? Like he's kind of exercising all these new abilities that prior to his being on Panquake, he had no idea about. And he's kind of wanting to, to take a step backwards and reassess just like, he's been pretty explosive, I would say. So he's acknowledging that side of him, but wanting to take a little bit of a a reprieve to maybe meditate a little bit, kind of gather his thoughts, contemplate what the hell just happened and where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe tap into the, the meditative side of his Solarian studies. I think that's where 
where he might want to be going right now, but who knows? Who knows what the circumstances will throw at him? Because he's got he's got a temper for sure, and he's he's a little bit impatient at times, which he he definitely leaned into this past past few episodes. <laughs> oh boy, you are right. Well, and you haven't. I mean, everything has just been go 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 go, and there's been so many obstacles to get through, and just simply not surviving, but existing on this planet. Yes, existing on this planet and trying to figure out this planet, trying to figure out how the heck he got Anquake. That's a big gap in his knowledge. Yeah, so that's uh, that is Elgar, the Solarian Vesk. Don't forget the scholar in there. Oh yes, the Solarian Vesk scholar. Can't forget a scholarly side. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like I think I gotta keep like uh, through the whole game. This guy doesn't have any fucking strength because he's a he's <laughs> like a foot tall frog. Like I'll just let's see. Uh... <laughs> Get my 14 charisma and don't forget like your guys equipment is weighted so oh shit okay well fair yeah. <laughs> i know okay fine now i have a zero <laughs> modifier on my strength are you happy bowen <laughs> i <laughs> i am happy and that now you can carry much more weaponry because you are almost encumbered <laughs> well you know i'm a tiny frog man and yes you're right that's why i hang out with big people yeah, I want to do like cool, more cool like fucking combo attacks with people where like you throw like a gun to somebody and they blast somebody or you know kind of <laughs> like some style to it like I want Austin to like throw me up into like the air somewhere yes. like I'm, I'm, he's the blob I'm Wolverine or whatever the, or Colossus and Wolverine combo but, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but like I want like but what he would do instead of like I want Austin to just like throw me up onto the roof and I can stick to the roof and shit. Um, well, the big thing I want to try to increase is my fucking uh, AC or and stuff. So I, that means just buying better armor, right? I think Andrew helped me have a revelation. Pathfinder doesn't really matter. Like you'll you can have like plate armor from level one and it's pretty good. And you can carry it on, and it's your skills and abilities that affect it. And Starfinder, you have skills and abilities, but your equipment super matters. So you're like, this oh, yeah. game is all about changing up your equipment. Okay. Uh, and I, I uh, like, there's different shit, tiers. Yeah. Okay, so like fair. a level one pistol isn't gonna do anything against a level five person. So is there a path like where I could just kind of because of my love affair with Audrey, like I could just keep upgrading her? Yes. Like, uh, okay. And that is a I am absolutely allowing that like um, with your BPUs, you can upgrade her or, or I could. Could I like pull out her AI and put it in like a different gun? Or uh, something? Yes, because her AI is a separate unit. OK, cool. Like I, she's she's always gonna be his. Like I, he's the sni- <laughs> he's he's the sniper and she's the, the the spotter is how I think of it, right? So they have like yeah. their weird their weird like relationship and that makes everyone uncomfortable over the mics. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie, it's really fun to do do her Audrey voice and just see how awkward we can get. I mean, oh. it's like, hey, this is gonna be like this weird thing. It's like, there's gonna just be like this weird, like, if everyone will ever, like, it's like, can I marry a gun? Yeah, I mean, it's probably not the craziest shit that has happened yeah. on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like By that long. scene in Gravity Falls where that guy marries, like, a woodpecker because <laughs> it was legal. 
Okay, so now uh, let's start with uh, actually Gusty Adams so that Ross can tell me about some things. Uh, the idea is just describe <laughs> describe your character now after everything's happened, what your your focus is and what you can do just to have a better verbal understanding of what your character is at this moment in time. I, I guess at this point is when he's starting to uh, like some of that uh, what would you call it? Not innocence, but he, he's a little bit naive and like as that kind of gets uh, progressively ripped off of his eyeballs and he kind of starts to, to understand the way things actually are more and more. He has this sort of driving urge to, to take things apart and figure out how, how they work. So with that in mind... I'm gearing him toward very much toward like utility. He's going to be building a lot of shit. <laughs> like he wants to make stuff and and uh, kind of built around support. So his skills are very much geared towards building. His abilities are going to be geared toward like support, like giving like healing and giving abilities and pluses and that kind of thing. Just because he's basically found three to four people in this entire world that that uh, are nice to him consistently. And so everything about him now is sort of geared toward uh, helping those people until he, you know, finds uh, the other one. Also, <laughs> one thing I forgot when we did the, uh, uh, the talent show but uh, part of the thing with Gusty Adams introducing himself, like with his name, every time, often, is that he wants to make sure that, partially that he'll be remembered by the people he meets, but he's also kind of fishing loosely for Scratch. So leading up to that, uh, the talent show, he had been thinking the entire time he was going to introduce himself in that kind of Johnny yeah, Cash manner say he's <laughs> Gusty Adams. But he didn't do that at the talent show, which devastated him. Uh, and then, you know, he was sucked into a soundless void, which was also absolutely terrifying. Um, so there's probably going to be some noisy inventions later down the road if he ever has a, a chance to sit down and craft shit. Well, that's Gusty Adams, currently at level five, and you're an envoy. All right, Ross, so yeah, same thing, just explain uh, who Gulden One is. So he is a Gripply that is not a lot like his people in a lot of ways than one, like whereas a lot of the Gripply, like, he, the color yellow in frogs means that you are the most toxic, right? And he is like, a yellow and black frog. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, like, and in, like, true to biology and stuff, the, the golden one, the terrible one frog is an all-yellow frog that, like, an ounce or, like, like a drop of it on your skin can fucking kill a person, right? Basically... The idea is that, yes, like the Gripply, as I understand it, and Starfinder and Pathfinder are usually kind of more of like a tribal mystic uh, culture, but Golden One 
Goal has like kind of rebelled against that from day one. He's not very into the tribe. He learned everything. He was kind of a prodigy in the Gripley's society, but he, you know, never really fit in and was always treated kind of differently. And uh, so that led him to really investing and becoming more attuned to like the greater world and, you know, becoming like a bounty hunter and stuff and like embracing technology a lot more. Um, kind of as I understand, I'm sure the ones in Pathfinder still use technology, but he's he kind of reje- he's kind of rejected mysticism. That's kind of the idea, even though that's like the strength of the species. And uh, because he kind of feels like he doesn't like that he, there's like some prophecies around him that like that's you know from he was always treated differently, and there was kind of always whisperings from like the tribal elders about his purpose and stuff. And so my thing with him is that, like, he's like, you know, like I, I don't like that I had like my fate written for me, like I oh. reject. But like, it's like, so I'm gonna become my own man, my own frog. I'm fucking like, want to be a bounty hunter. I'm gonna be the best fucking bounty hunter. People laugh at me because I'm fucking tiny, right? You know, I'm smart enough and I'm stealthy enough. Like, I use my size as an advantage. Like, he doesn't care that he's not strong. Like, you know, technology makes up for it. As far as he's concerned, he's like, oh, I'd rather be smart than strong. It's kind of his, his thing. But he always worked alone until he met the group here. And within, you know, a day, he realized that these, <laughs> these guys, it was a hell of a day. Yeah. But like, it like really bonded him to these guys. That like, he's like, you know, these guys could be my fucking crew, whatever we're doing. Like, we can branch out, be bounty hunters, mercenaries. Like, I know I just want to work with these guys, right? Because we all work well together and we've been already through some crazy shit <laughs> so like you know he's, he's joked about the cold blood collective but he would make he's like let's make it official like i'm in the bounty hunters guild and you guys are my bounty hunting deputies so at least we're getting paid depending on what other other stuff we're doing mm-hmm.